this is Offhand with Steven and Lydia. I'm Steven. And I'm Lydia. Welcome. <laughs> I saw your and face. Did you? Yeah. Did you read it ready? I'm, I was ready. I know, and that's why I said I'm going to sneak it in. <laughs> Puppet Podsters, check it out. We have Uncle Chris here. Where? Welcome, Uncle oh, Chris. right here. Welcome, it's Uncle me. Chris. Thank you very much. Well, you know what this means. Yes. Yeah, and I was just about to say it. Go ahead. This is a learning hymn with Uncle Chris. I love learning about hymns. I do too, especially because, I mean, I really didn't realize how much I did like learning hymns until you started joining our podcast episode. Some people worry a little bit that if you say it's a hymn, that means it's old and maybe boring and and old. And it's true, <laughs> a lot of hymns are old, but that doesn't mean they're boring. But we like a lot of old things. Now, we don't think about how old they are. Right. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have heard hymns that are a little boring. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. But that happens no matter if it's old or young or whatever. Some songs are just written better than others. But and some wh- of it is, is opinion. Preference. Sure, and some of it is what you like, the kind of sound you like. So today, I'm, I'll, I'll sing you this one, and it's a very well-known uh, tune. In fact, it's been called the best loved, the best known, and most widely useful hymn ever written. I don't know oh, if that's actually true. That's but quite it's, the big description. Yeah, but it is definitely very popular. A lot of people know it. But the reason that I want to talk about it today is not just to sing you the tune, which is fine. I've actually heard more than one tune for it. I want to tell you about the words. Okay. Sometimes I even like to tell you about the person who wrote it. They have some really cool story. And, yeah. And this guy had a cool story, but I'm not going to talk a lot about him this time. Okay. His name, I'll tell you what his name was because this is one interesting thing about him. Plus, they can go look it up later if they want to know more about him. Sure. His first name was Augustus. Ooh. His second name was Montague. Wait, he had a second name? I mean, his last his, name. His middle name. Oh, his middle name. Oh, yeah. okay. I just never heard of it. Like, it's what's his your middle name, Stephen? Eugene. Right. Second name, middle name. Yeah, it's usually called middle name. So his name was You Augu- confused us. <laughs> his name was Augustus Montague. Fancy, fancy. And his last name, I'm going to spell it for you. Ready? Okay. Now, I want you to picture it as okay. I say the letters. All you right. kind of draw picture. them out. Okay. Because I want to see if you know how to say it. All right. Here's how to spell his last name. T-O-P-L-A-D-Y. Oh, man. I got I got stuck in the topple. I, I nope. forgot Top what, lady? I saw, forgot That's what you That's what it said. looks like, Lydia. The name is, it's T-O-P. I had to draw it in the air. Okay. T-O-P. Yeah. Spells. Top. Top. L-A-D-Y spells. Lady. So, you put it together. Top lady. But I think it's actually pronounced toplady. Oh, Oh, that would make sense, too. Now, I could be wrong, but it doesn't really matter. It's the same guy we're talking about. And it would sound better with the rest of his name. And he was uh, was British. He was born and lived in England. And he, he loved to talk about Jesus, even when he was a boy. And uh, he even talked about Jesus before he was saved from his sin. Did you know that's possible? Did what? you know you can talk about Jesus and learn about him in the Bible? 
Well, yeah, and, I've heard people who don't believe in Jesus talk about him. Well, They're yes, wrong. But you can even talk about him like, oh, I like the Bible, and I like stories about Jesus, and no. I like to learn about him, and still not have accepted him as Savior. Huh. It's possible that you do that. It is that what he did? It is. He came to know Jesus as his Savior when he was 16. Now, he wrote this song in the year 1776. That's oh. a long time away. 1776. That sounds familiar. Why does yeah. that sound familiar? Well, because that is in our history of when America became its own country. When it declared independence from Britain. England. Yes. So this is written by somebody who was on the other side of the pond, as they call the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> the pond. Over there in England. And that's the year he wrote it. So that tells us how old this song is. And the song is called Rock of Ages. Oh, yeah, I know this song. You do? How does yeah. it go? Do you remember? Um, I'm trying to remember. So Rock of Ages. Clap. That's right. Yes, that's the tune. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to sing the first verse. Then I'm going to tell you a little bit about what it's talking about. Okay. Because it actually comes from a couple different stories from the Bible. All right, here we go. Rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. Now, can you think of any story in the Bible that has to do with a rock that was cleft or split or cut into? That's what cleft Um, means, split or cut into. Didn't Uh, Moses strike a rock in the wilderness and give them water? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. In fact, there were two times where Moses and a rock uh, and water came out of it. The first time God said, speak to the rock and water will come out. And Moses did that. The second time, Moses kind of got this idea more on his own, and oh, he yeah. kind of took it upon himself, and he struck the rock. And, and that story, I mean, the water came forth, and God helped his people, but that story had a little bit different ending for Moses. You might want to look that up. In fact, if you, if you want to, that story uh, it would be in the book of Exodus. But the first time when he spoke and water came from the rock, that's Exodus 17. Oh. So that is one time where we have a rock that has been split or 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 cut into, and in that case, refreshing, life-saving water came out of that rock for God's special people. Uh, do you know any other stories about a rock that had a cut in it or a split in it? Uh, and I'll give you a clue. The Ten Commandments? It also has to do with Moses. Well, not the Ten Commandments. That has to do with Moses, but not the Ten Commandments, but it still has to do with Moses. I don't know. In Exodus chapter 33, Moses was talking with God, or God was talking with Moses is a better way to put it, and was telling him about his law. He wanted his people to follow. And Moses had a big request for God, a big ask for God. Do you know what he asked God? 
now what he asked if he could see him. Yes. Yes, he and, said, And can God I see said, you? you can see me, but I will only let my goodness pass, and you'll only see the back of me. That's right. To see God and all that he is would be too much for Moses because God is all-powerful and all-holy and all-mighty and all-knowing. God is infinite. That means never-ending in the things that he is. And that's just too much for one person, for any human to handle. So God said, I'll let you see, as it were, my back. I'll let all my goodness pass before you. But before that, he said, here's what I'm going to do with you, Moses. And this, by the way, you can read this. It's in Exodus chapter 33. He said, Moses, I'm going to hide you in a special crevice or cleft in this rock over here. Oh. And I'm going to put my, as it were, my hand over that and protect you. And then I'm going to pass by my goodness. I'm going to have it pass before you. And then I'll take my hand away and you'll see as it were my back. But you will not see my face, God said, because no man can see me and live. So is that what the song is talking about a little bit? Almost. So we see God and Moses in both these stories using a rock to illustrate important things. So God used a rock to provide living water, water that would help his people to live. They needed water in the desert. Yeah. And another time, God used a rock to protect Moses, Mm. to hide him inside of it and protect him from all of his power because God is holy. That means totally without sin. And God is angry about sin, and he has the right to be. He has every right to be angry yeah, about and sin. and people sin. And that is his wrath, and his wrath will be poured out on sin. And he doesn't want people to be caught up in his wrath. That's why, what did he do? He died on the cross. That's right. Take Jesus, the Son of God, came and died on the cross to pay the price for our sin. And when Jesus died on the cross and he paid for our sin, do you remember what the Roman soldier did to check and see if Jesus was really dead, if he had really died? Oh, yeah. He put a sword into his side. A spear. He took a spear and and pierced his side. And the Bible says that blood and water came out. Now, that wasn't for people to drink, that not that kind of water. It was to show that he really had died. And and the blood and was separating into its parts because his body was no longer living. It proved that he really had done what he said he was going to do. He what? died on the cross and paid for our sin. And you know what? What? That sacrifice for sin, just like that rock that was split and water came out for God's special people in the desert, providing them living water, they, or water that they could live, their bodies could live by. When Jesus died on the cross and he was broken for us, his body was broken and he, his blood was shed, it was sufficient to pay for the sin of the whole world. And if we trust Jesus as Savior, that's like taking in that living water. Oh, yeah. And last thing, When we trust Jesus as Savior, we are hidden in his righteousness. In other words, he's like that rock that God hid Moses in. Righteousness protects us. Protects us from the wrath of God. And that's why in the song Rock of Ages, it references those things. Wow. I'll I'll review the first verse. There's a lot packed into that one verse of that song. Right. The guy who wrote this 
was really thinking. I'll sing it a little faster, this first verse. It's just a review. Rock of ages, cleft for me. And we're talking about Jesus. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Double cure? Yeah, what does that mean? Cure for two things. And what was it the cure for? It says in the very last part, save from wrath. That's the first cure, to save us from the wrath of God. And make me pure. That means we are fit to be with God forever in heaven. When he shed his blood, it rescued us from the wrath of God against sin and made us fit to be with him forever Washed in heaven. Us clean. Now listen, here. I'm, I'll just read the words for the second verse. Okay. It's so poetic. Because it is. It's a piece of poetry. Here's kind of a response from the hymn writer. He says, Could my tears forever flow? Could my zeal no longer know? These for sin could not atone. In other words, he's saying no amount of crying or sadness on my part or me just saying I'm sorry couldn't fix a sin problem. These for sin could not atone. Thou must save, and thou alone. In my hand, no price I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. You can't pay for your own sin. You can't buy the gift of salvation. It had to be done by a perfect person, and there's only one of those, and it's Jesus himself. Here, I'll sing the last verse for you. All right. This one is very encouraging because it talks about what is coming Oh, boy. While I draw this fleeting breath, when my eyes shall close in death, when I rise to worlds unknown and behold thee on thy throne, rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Kind of ends the way he started. Yeah. And that's the way it is with Jesus. Our life can end with eternity. That means never ending life with Jesus when we have accepted him as Savior. I picked a verse of the day. All right. Oh, good. Would you like to hear it? Yes. I certainly hope so. It is Philippians. Certainly do. (laughs) It's Philippians chapter 3. Bible here. Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. And it sounds a lot like this song. It says, And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own, that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Wow. You know what I think? What? I think... Augustus, that's his name, right? Yep. I think he really knew his Bible 
to make that song fit so well with so many verses. And the Bible is like that. We were all the way back toward the beginning of the Bible in Exodus with a couple different things that happened with God and Moses. And then we fast forwarded all the way into the New Testament talking about Jesus dying on the cross. And then this verse is Philippians, which the Apostle Paul wrote after Jesus had gone back up to heaven after he rose from the dead. The Bible is all about this one big thing, bringing glory to God through the fact that he died on the cross to pay for your sin so that you could be rescued from the wrath of God against sin so that you could know him as Savior and be forever with him in heaven. And puppet podsters, if you've never done that, if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life and save you from your sin, you can. It's really as simple as admitting that you need him like everybody does, because the Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. And then you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, that he was buried and he rose again from the dead for you. And you talk to him, you say, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. And I'm asking you to come into my life and be my savior. And he will. That's the promise from his word. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And God keeps his promises. You bet. Thanks, Uncle Chris. You bet. That's why I love that song, yeah, Rock of Ages. that's a great one. Yeah. And that's why it's still good after over 200 years. Yeah. Because it's based on God's word, which is much, much older and will and always changes. be good. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Puppet Pastors. We hope you enjoyed that new hymn. Maybe it wasn't new to you. Maybe you knew it already and maybe you didn't understand it all or maybe you've never heard it before. But um, But we hope hope it can now be maybe a favorite. Yeah, I know. I like it a lot. Um, And if you would like to email us, maybe you have something else you want to ask Uncle Chris or uh, maybe there's a hymn that you like. You want to say, hey, do that one. I would love to know the story behind it or have it explained to me because I like singing it, but I don't understand it. Maybe something like that. You can email us at StephenLydiaSing at Yahoo.com. Yeah. Lydia, we need to tell some jokes. Yes. Uncle Chris can't get away without hearing our song. A rock's favorite cereal. A rock's favorite cereal. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Cocoa Pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cocoa Pebbles. Makes your milk all chocolatey. I love a good joke. We'll laugh from here to Roanoke. Be it not next to riddles for grown-ups or kiddles. I love a good joke. All right, I have one, I have one. All right. What rock group is made up of four men who can't sing? A rock group of four men who can't sing. Who? Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Good one. You're awful quiet over there, Uncle Chris. Wow, my voice went really high. I, I just, I don't know what to say. You should have laughed. That's yeah, you should have laughed. I was laughing on the inside <laughs> for that last one. This is what you say for our jokes. <laughs> I, like, I like thinking of Mount Rushmore as, as a rock group. As a group. rock group? <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Can you they, imagine them? Large. Can you imagine them singing? It's very large, popular like rock. Like the actual mountain, like yes. the giant. Yes. yes, that would be cool. That would be weird. Which one would you cool. think would be the base? You think it would be George Washington or Thomas Jefferson or Teddy Roosevelt or Abraham Lincoln? Uh, I think it's Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> I don't know. I think Abraham Lincoln would be the tenor. They say he had an actually rather high voice. Did oh, he? really? Well, oh. we don't have any recordings, but the history suggests that he did. Oh. Well, there you have it. There we that's, go. That's our opinion on what they would, what parts they would sing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really interesting. Maybe you would like to um, weigh in on this conversation. You can do yes. that. You can tweet us <laughs> at Steve and Lydia. <laughs> or you can email us, too. We already said that. Mount um, Rushmore, the rock group. Yeah. Whatever their parts. Right. Yes. Yeah. And you can also check out our website, um, ghhinc.org. We have a schedule there. We have information about um, our missionaries who work at God's Helping Hands. Maybe you don't know what they do, and it yeah. might be interesting to see and, and see what they do. Yeah. You can check that stuff out on the website, too. Check out that info. Yeah. And thanks for joining us, Uncle Chris. You once bet. Again, for I learning love him it. With Uncle Chris. And thank you, Papa Potsters, for joining us also. This has been Offhand with Stephen and Lydia, a production of God's Helping Hands. Thank you.